this week on Missions Today. That's when it kind of got very crazy, where I started to get invitations just nine months after the first event. I got invitations to Singapore, Philippines, and Canada. Uh, people who lived there said, hey, we heard about this explicit movement. Can you bring it to our nation? And I was so shocked because I wasn't even trying to grow this thing called explicit. But God had other plans. And so it started to accelerate so quickly without me even trying. So it was a God thing. God on the move in the lives of youth and young adults. Hi, I'm Colin Lambert, and this is Missions Today from Resource Global. Michelle Okamura was born in a fairly traditional Japanese home in Hawaii with very little exposure to things of faith. But in college, she began to seek out the father, the father she'd heard about in the Bible, a father that was caring and loving and kind. Ultimately, her faith was ignited and she began to live for Jesus. After years of being a public school teacher and helping her husband plant a church, a simple retreat with just a few kids changed the trajectory of her work and ministry. Today, she brings healing and hope to today's teens, young adults, and parents in the area of sex and sexuality. Michelle, thanks so much for being with us today. Tell us a bit about your organization, Releasing Generations, and specifically about Explicit Movement. Sure. Well, Releasing Generations is a nonprofit organization. It has three parts, uh, Kingdom Families, which focuses on just really building up families and Uh, church leaders and raising the kids and the youth, Um, explicit movement, which is actually the main branch that we are, is the largest. Uh, We really help parents and church leaders, missionaries included, how to navigate the many uh, topics on sex and sexuality, which as you know, can be challenging, but we provide uh, faith-based relevant resources. So everyone can have the conversations with more confidence because we know if they're empowered, if we are all empowered, we can help young people, you know, navigate and avoid damaging experiences, right? And instead equip the young people to have thriving, healthy relationships in God's timing and design. And then the last, uh, one of the the last third uh, of it is called Rethink Creativity, uh, which is another great passion of mine to just activate God's people and uh, creativity and partnering with God with their dreams. And uh, we know, you know, God is the, the greatest creator, creative of all. And so if we connect with him, you know, we can find solutions, creative solutions and, you know, just in heaven inventions, you know, to help. Uh, just bring transformation to people's lives in the world. So those are the three things. But um, again, the the main um, largest one right now is explicit movement. Gotcha. And we'll uh, we'll spend some time on that in just a bit and dig a little deeper into exactly what you do and how people can learn more about it. First, I want to learn a little more about you. Tell us a little bit about your growing up years and maybe how you journeyed to your faith. Well, I was born and raised in Honolulu, Hawaii. And maybe some of you love Hawaii, you need to come visit us. <laughs> but we, um, yeah, I grew up in Hawaii and, you know, I w- became an elementary school teacher. I, you know, went to the University of Hawaii here, um, taught for 17 years in the public school arena, 
And my husband, we got, you know, I got married to my husband in 1984, Robert, and we ended up, uh, God just guided us and we ended up, uh, he wanted to go to seminary. So we went to Fuller's, he went to Fuller's Seminary. We moved to California for those seven years that we were there. And then when we came back to Hawaii in 94, 1994, we planted a church soon after and we became senior leadership. My husband became the senior pastor and we were, we pastored for 23 years. And we just in 2020, uh, we passed the baton to other pastors um, who are now leading the church we started. So that's in a nutshell, you know, just I, I actually uh, didn't really grow up in, but I started attending when I was mainly in uh, high school years. Friends um, and would invite me to go to church. And so I went with them and my rest of my family uh, members, most of them came to Christ when I was in college, but I would say that I really solidified my relationship with Jesus during my college years with great discipleship in the church I was going to. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Do you remember, was there any specific things in your life that kind of pushed you that direction, or were you always interested through those high school and college years in, in uh, some type of faith walk? Oh, great question, Colin. Uh, well, you know, I, interestingly, even though I grew up in a more of a culturally blessed home being Japanese. My mom would drop me off at a Methodist church for Bible study, or I would say children's church, uh, when I was very little, uh, even though we didn't practice it, <laughs> practice Christianity. But I think, I don't really recall anything back in those days, but I do remember going. So seeds were planted. But I, I would say that, you know, my my childhood years uh, I did experience a lot of trauma. You know, my dad was not a Christian and he was very abusive. And so when I learned learned about this loving heavenly father, which you know, I didn't have that as an in my earthly father growing up, that really uh, drew me. I wanted to know this God who was loving and compassionate. And so that, I think that was the start of my desire to know God. And then I just had this hunger um, wanting to know him more. And so I, I kind of pursued that. And so even when my friends invited me um, to go to church with them when I was in high school years, that's when I really grew and got to know more about the Bible and his word and more about the Lord. And then when I went in college years, again, I just grew in that relationship even more. So I would say, yeah, I, would, I just wanted to learn about this loving God. Thank you for sharing that. D did you ever feel like in those years or any of those years, college or high school, that you might end up in ministry in any way? Or did that kind of, kind of come up as, as a surprise? Colin, I have been surprised by God throughout my entire life. I had no idea I was going to, I thought I was going to be a school teacher my whole life, right? Because that's what I went to, to college for. So it was very much a surprise. Even my husband, I was shocked when he decided to pursue being a pastor. And because at one time when we first got married, he thought to himself, I will never want to become a pastor. <laughs> so you know how that goes. God, God uh, ha has a sense of humor, but he also has a calling that many times surprises us. So that was, yeah, it was a, it's an interesting journey with the Lord. What you're really focusing on right now is the portion uh, called Explicit Movement. Talk for a moment about how you got that name and why did you begin this ministry? Well, actually, Colin, the Releasing Generations before is a fairly recent shift 
to have the three. Explicit Movement was the original name for the nonprofit that started nine years ago. And so for the first, all the way up to 2021, Explicit Movement was the only focus um, in, in 2020. One, then the other two added were added. So I would say um, uh, uh, explicit movement. We that was a surprise by God too. I was a you know working in the church. I was a children's pastor, youth pastor, and it started with me um, having a youth camp that was focused on purity because previous leadership with the youth never covered those topics. As you know, it's kind of avoided many times, right, in churches. So we just had a, a simple church camp focusing on it but god just started to open my eyes of the the inundation and and the bombardment that these our youth have in our culture and you know the pornography issues all of this that the kids struggle with so the lord had spoken to my heart in that first purity camp i did in 2012 michelle get ready for something much bigger in the future and i had no idea what that meant but a few years later, a couple of years later in 2014, I was asked by a group of pastors to do an island-wide uh, conference for the island of Oahu here in Hawaii on purity because all this, these 20 pastors of many de denominations told me, Michelle, we don't know how to talk about sex and sexuality and neither do our families. So can you do a conference so you can teach us? <laughs> and, um, I, I just... It was just a surprise by God. I didn't even know how to do a good event, but I just wanted to serve. And so through a God, many, many um, God moments and his provision and grace, we put on the first event in 2014. And it was 600 youth came, Colin, from around the island, as well as 300 parents. We had a parent track to equip parents as well. Um, and long story short, I had no idea. I had no vision at the moment. I said, oh, Lord, maybe we'll do this every few years, you know, And but there was such a demand for more that long story short, we ended up having four events the following year for high school, junior high parents and young adults. And then that's when it kind of got very crazy, where I started to get in uh, invitations just nine months after the first event, I got invitations to Singapore, Philippines, and Canada. Uh, people it, who lived there said, hey, we heard about this explicit movement. Can you bring it to our nation? And I was so shocked because I wasn't even trying to grow this thing called explicit. But God had other plans. And so it started to accelerate so quickly with, without me even trying. So it was a God thing that I ended up doing it full-time and leaving my my full-time position as, as a church staff person. I didn't even plan that, but it just happened. And it turned into a nonprofit a year later. And the body of Christ was coming together because on my speaker team and my team, they were made up of pastors, young pastors, millennial pastors from all different church churches and denominations, loving each other and serving together on explicit movement. So God, body of Christ is coming together and long. Yeah, it's been nine years going to turn ninth year right now. Well, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing the story. I wanted to go back maybe to the beginning of the story you just told. You said you started this by doing kind of a, a church camp for your own kids focused on purity. Mm -hmm. What was the reaction of kids and parents to that very first thing? And, and what did you think after you went through the whole process? Well, that first camp was 
very eye-opening for me. We we had different pastors. I invited some different pastor friends of mine to help speak, who were other youth pastors. And we covered topics of pornography, for example. And just to find out that pretty much there were so many boys in high school already struggling with an addiction or, you know, and with that. And and then also even the level of vulnerability really surprised me about the kids. They opened up. And one of them, one of the girls even wanted to share a testimony of how she was raped the year before, you know, and I I mean, they were being very vulnerable. And then there was the one part that really broke my heart that really convicted me about this issue was uh, one of the speakers asked the the audience of youth, there were only 20 youth there, okay, so they were talking this humble beginnings. But the speaker asked, everyone close your eyes and raise your hand if you've already lost your virginity. And I would say a third to half of the kids raised their hands. And in my heart, I knew their parents didn't know because a lot of these kids grew up in the church, you know, and I knew them from when they were babies. And so I thought to myself, wow, this is the fruit of never talking about it because the world is talking to this youth, the youth about it. And if the church is silent, you know, they're only hearing one voice about sex and sexuality, right? And not about God's design and how it's beautiful and amazing within the context of marriage and the why behind it. And so, yeah, it was just very, the Lord showed me that it's such an important issue. We need to learn how to help the youth navigate. Sounds like you learned a lot in those early days. And I'm sure as you go, each one of these events, you've been able to kind of take that learning and apply it to what's next. Well, anybody that looks at culture today, Michelle, sees that this issue that you started working on nine years ago has exploded in our culture. And our kids today are now even faced with something probably far beyond what you were talking about nine years ago with the homosexual issues, same-sex issues, the the transgender issues, and now even things like surgeries and hormones and governments are talking about it. I assume you're having to kind of adjust and 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 maybe catch up a little bit on what the culture's talking about or maybe you were ahead of the curve and you were already addressing some of these things but how are you dealing with today's culture that it's, it's everywhere in the Fine. and the the young people are facing it uh, right there in their phones but also with their friends and neighbors I know it's heartbreaking um actually when we started explicit in 2014 the following year 2015 I knew this was an LGBT you know especially was it was an issue at back then as well so God miraculously provided team members, great people in the in the Christian community around me that became part of my speaker team on the LGBT topic starting from 2015. And so we equipped, you know, pastors and parents here in Hawaii, even from back then. But what's beautiful and I'm so grateful for is my speaker team who speak on LGBT and even the gender issue, they have themselves struggled with that or have come out of the lifestyle in their from their past and are now walking in a straight and narrow and now you know really has God has helped them to really embrace who God's design is you know for their lives and so they can speak from a place of authority because they understand and so they can communicate with grace and compassion right and understanding at the same time we can balance that with the truth of god and not compromise the word of god and to help people navigate that balance right between approaching these issues with grace 
and truth. And I'm just so blessed and grateful that my team has been doing such a great job in equipping the body of Christ with those that the grace and the truth approach. Um, and so at so many parents, especially more and more and more Christian parents have been asking for help because their own youth or their own young adults, kids, or even their elementary kids are now struggling, right, with LGBT issues, gender issues because of the culture and church school curriculums in the public schools and all of that, right? There's all this social conformity issues as well. And so, yes, it's gotten larger burden to talk about these issues, you know, in recent years. Talk a little more about what specifically you're doing through Explicit Movement. You talked about starting with a camp and then you had some conferences. Kind of give us an overview of what you're doing now and what types of either meetings or materials that you all make available to parents or to others who are interested. Yes. Well, we uh, we cover, we're like an umbrella organization. We cover many sexuality topics like pornography, sexual integrity, you know, vision for marriage, healthy dating, sexual abuse, sex trafficking, LGBTQ issues, you know, all of these different things. And and uh, you can visit us on explicitmovement.org website. We have free, we have free resources. We've, we have a couple books out. We also have online resources, but we also do events. We also do workshops and events that tailor to a community, a city, or even individual churches or individual organizations. We love to, you know, do workshops and just equip and have that relationship where we can support uh, in whatever way we can. You know, we've, I know we've done, we did a webinar, you know, for example, for Michio Nexus last year. And so, you know, we can, we want to tailor to people's needs and just serve the body of Christ in, in, in these issues. So yes, please contact me. You can contact me at Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-E at explicitmovement.org. And, you know, we can connect and build a relationship and see how we can come alongside you in any way we can. We like to just share resources too. So focus on the family and other organizations also have great resources and we love to help connect you to the right organization as well that can help your tailored individual needs as well beyond explicit. Yeah, that sounds great. And we'll link everybody uh, in our program or podcast notes. We'll link everybody to your connection site so that folks can see it firsthand and kind of uh, look through it themselves. Have you faced any backlash from people related to the things you're trying to share? I mean, that's part of culture today as well, this cancel culture. Have you faced any of that yourself while you're trying to share God's truth? Colin, I, it must be the grace of God because I I know LGBTQ issues and P, church's stances even, right, across the body of Christ can differ. <laughs> and so... And we are a body Christ ministry. And so we minister to all you know, different, different denominations. But I I think because, I mean, I, I, I understand persecution and, you know, disagreements happen in, in, in the body of Christ. And that that's that's normal. It's it's real life. But it's interesting so far. And, you know, I, I know God will help me through when if it does, if and when it does happen. But I haven't had backlash with the LGBTQ and gender presentations that we've had, which surprises me. <laughs> but I, I'm wondering if it's because my speakers themselves, because they came out of it, that lifestyle in the background, and they're able to communicate in love and grace and understanding with the word of God, um, 
it it's a very I think people receive it well so far, <laughs> and so uh, I have I have not had significant, if any, backlash that I can recall. But I know that disagreements will will happen, <laughs> so I, I'm anticipating that. But I, I'm just must be the grace of God, and just I'm just really thankful for the speakers I have. Yeah, well, that's great to hear. I'm glad that that's the case. I'm glad that you're continuing to be able to serve and and get this information out in a in a very effective way, and not have that blocked or stopped at this point. We'll continue to pray that direction. Just a couple of more questions. Having done this now for nine years, uh, you're impacting students and you're impacting parents, obviously. What's been the feedback? Can you think of a story from a student or a story from a parent or maybe one of each that kind of reflects what people are receiving from the work, the ministry that you're doing, how it's affected their lives? Well, I I, I can share a couple of things that I'd love to just highlight. One thing that always blesses me, because, you know, sometimes you think conferences or events, they're they're kind of, you know, they're not necessarily one-on-one. So you wonder sometimes what is the impact, right? And when you have a big conference or whatnot. And I think what I've been really blessed by is testimonies coming back of how specific testimonies are being transformed like or people, young people saying, oh, that changed my life when I went to that event a couple of years ago. Or families saying, we've had breakthrough in our family because of what we learn and relationships have been restored in our families and just things like that, you know, and never get tired. I just so appreciate just when you hear stories of life change and, and breakthrough in families as well. Right. And healing, we we really value healing lives and, and restoring lives. And so when you hear healings that happen of people's hearts, it really, really ministers and blesses me. Um, and I would just want to mention one thing that w- your your listeners may be interested in. If you go to our website, you'll you'll see a newly released resource called Brave and Beautiful, and we work for teenage girls and women, and we're working on Brave and Bold this year for teenage boys and men. But it basically is a discipleship and empowering, beautiful, beautiful resource that also equips women and girls to protect themselves from victimization, including sex trafficking victimization in a world where recruiters and groomers are often classmates and friends. So literally, Colin, our own daughters and nieces and neighbors are at risk. And many Christians don't know that. So this is a how to protect our kids. And even on the mission field, it can have great, it's being translated right now into a couple languages and there's interest from other places as well, nations. But we care about our United States first. (laughs) So that is something, and already I've had so many transformational testimonies of teenagers, moms who are going through it with their daughters, schools that are, one school has started using it as curriculum and the girls are getting healed from trauma and perspectives are changing. And so um, please, yeah, I want to encourage your reader to check that out because that's that really is for all the teenage girls and for, that we know and brave and bold for all the teenage boys that's coming out at the end of this year. Just a minute left here. Talk for a moment maybe about kind of what you're thinking about in the days ahead things you're praying for? How can we be praying for you and your ministry? Oh, thank you so much, Colin. Yeah, you can just be pray, pray for God's wisdom 
and discernment, you know, as we navigate forward and really trying to serve the body of Christ in all these three different ways, you know, uh, we're a small operation right now. So you can pray for God's resources, finances, uh, people's support, and that God would just continue to open doors of opportunity that we can serve. Yeah, please pray for that. You know, visit us at explicitmovement.org. Uh, we would love to see brave and beautiful and brave and bold and our resources, you know, reach cities and, and nations and just want to just help, you know, heal, restore people, empower people. And we really care about the family as well. And the missionaries out there, you know, thank you so much for all of you and what you do for the body of Christ. We, we're here to serve you, support you. Supporting the body of Christ on some pretty tough issues and a very challenging culture. God is obviously moving in the hearts and lives of the people engaged with this incredible ministry. I pray that that continues for years to come. And my thanks to Michelle for her time today. And if you'd like to learn more about Michelle, Explicit Movement, or the resources she's been talking about, take a moment to visit today's podcast notes. We'll link you directly from there. Well, speaking of podcasts, this podcast, Missions Today, is developed and produced by me and my friends at Resource Global to spotlight the leaders and trends shaping the global church and global missions today. Resource Global's mission is to teach, mentor, and connect the next generation of global marketplace leaders to impact their cities and workplaces for the gospel. If you'd like to learn more about Resource Global, you can do so at their website, resourceglobal.org. That's resourceglobal.org. And be listening very soon, a chance for you to engage with Resource Global and help expand into new, exciting areas of the world. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Next week, we're going to hear about a ministry dedicated to getting God's Word into everyone's hands. It's so helpful if you'd subscribe to this podcast, rate it, Leave a review, your comments, those are always helpful. Whatever podcast platform you listen to, leave a review, leave a comment. It is so helpful for us and much appreciated. This is Missions Today, a production of Resource Global. We'll see you next week.